Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Black Married Men Working Podcast. The quotable of the week is, there is a particular focus of the problem faced only by men. It arises from our culture providing no room for a man to be a victim. Most important thing in business is honesty, integrity, hard work. You need uh, somebody? Uh, when I need proof, I pray that I find the truth. Feel like it's pulling my tooth and what's done in the dark. Slowly letting me loose my love right by my side. She know I ain't got no goof. Picture me tossing in my sleep. I'm fighting demons alone. She hugging me, screaming, We. Picture somebody bringing life to your life. Got the plug, told Virgil, right wife on my wife. Nigga, easy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. You do not gotta lean over like that. Why not? Come on, man. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> get mad if I don't speak into the mic, and then, then whatever. Steph, it's okay. He on his dad fit today. Definitely got dad jeans on. <laughs> got dad jeans. On. Got them Brett Favre's on there. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Well fit. That was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> That was Start good. Off on uh, yeah, that was yeah, good. We do. That might, I might make that one. That might make the promo clip. <laughs> that might make the promo clip. Nice. But nah, um, on a serious note, we got another special episode. We are doing a continuation of our OG talk that we had on season one. Yes, sir. Definitely go ahead and listen to Cultural Trauma Part One and Two from season one. But yeah, just a continuation. Um, we're gonna go ahead and introduce our guest. Uh, to my right, we have G, Rome's older brother. You. G, go ahead and introduce yourself if you don't mind, kind sir. My name is Gerald, aka Superior G. I knew that shit was coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's my wrestling name. Uh, I watched y'all come a long way, man. I remember the first, very first episode y'all did, man. Yeah, it was fun. I've been watching. Yeah, I've been watching. <laughs> Yo, you got chill, bro. <laughs> Yo, you starting off already? Right. What do you mean? No, I, pre- I, I appreciate it because it was. Man, man y'all it was had me make this trip down here, man. And I'm on here. How long you been wrestling, G? Off and on, eight years. Eight years. Yeah. You always like, been superior, G. Yeah. Right. Always been superior, G. Oh, you was for real. Oh, straight up. Man. Okay. He was superior, G. <laughs> before he started wrestling. That's what's up. Uh, man. That's What's up? How was your week, G? Oh, it was good, man. Uh, actually, Rome and my pop surprised me. Came to one of my matches last weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> Did we see the clips on? Um, was it Instagram? I think I sent it to y'all before I posted. Yeah, yeah. The joint was dope. The joint was dope. Yeah, a uh, little degrading, but you know. You did it to yourself. <laughs> you, you, anybody tell you to put that joint on, bro? You did hey, that. Man. <laughs> I had to do some selling. <clears throat> hey, listen, Mr. Iron. Well, excuse me. We, we, we need to do better than that. <laughs> Welcome back, Mr. Hiram, who a lot of our listeners loved from last time. Everybody loved him. My apologies. Um, My apologies. Yeah. Yeah. Enthusiasm. They're like, who's the guy that kept slapping the table? <laughs> <laughs> I, said, 
I said, you better not say it again. Yeah. Listen, you, 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 you ain't even know it. <laughs> when you was making a point that you that, that like came from the heart, it was yeah. it was the it, it was, was one, one finger. finger. <laughs> yeah, said, right. it, this ain't even as loud as it was. No, like, yeah. That's just like this. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and, a lot of and normally I'll be like, yo, you like don't don't touch the table. But I was like, I'm letting him rap. Yeah. I ain't got it. A lot of people <laughs> that we spoke to uh loved the knowledge that you brought to the episode. Um we bought, we definitely had to bring back Mr. Hiram for sure. Yeah. Uh we appreciate the time that he has uh given us mm. two times. Yeah. How was your week? The week was good. Good to be back. Ready to go. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh pop. Dad, <laughs> father, I was That's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am the embryo. I did that. That you, you did it. You did it. And the, the guy did. And we do. Yes, we do. We do it. Yes, we do. I wish I was dark skinned, but I'm not. Mm. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's up, Pop? Chilling. Chilling. How was your week? Well, pretty rough. You know, well, you know, but everybody else don't know. Uh, I had a tooth abscess, so I was coming down off of that. Uh, that's probably one of the, I've never had one of those before, so that's that was one of the worst pains. That was like probably right up there next to COVID for me, like as far as pain-wise. I was telling them, um, like, you don't really show a lot of pain in all facets of life. <laughs> so when you do, it lets me know at 34 years old, that you bleed blood and you are human. <laughs> I do, yeah, I do. I mean, I'm just not one that you know. I guess we, like you say, save it for the podcast. Like, we get into Ooh, it. that boy good. I'm, I'm, I'm just not one to like. I understand the realities of life, so I know I'm, a, I know I'm a hurt, so I'm gonna deal with it. I know I'm gonna cry, I'm gonna deal with it. I know I'm gonna laugh, so I'm gonna deal with it. So I take it as it comes, and uh, just move on like that. That's what's up, Kev. Peace. Big cousin. Every time. Why you ain't never make me call him uncle? Because uh, I don't know if he's your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> That's an Anthony response. <laughs> Tell us more. Hold on. Can I, can I, can I, can, can we pause for one second? Because I always wanted to do this. Like when you was going around the table and you was telling everybody to introduce themselves, you didn't tell me. So I wanted to be like, I'm told I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> <laughs> I just always want to do that. Now, I, got that. All right, I got that out the way now. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead. My name is Larry. Uh, are you, are you going to tell certain people to watch this this, this podcast? Sure. No, I mean like <clears throat> certain people. Don't matter. If you, you know. Because uh, once some, somebody, once a couple people see you, you're going you know I mean? to be talking to town too. The, the energy might switch over from Mr. Hiram to you. That's all right. We're going to put it back on him. All right. <laughs> but see, here's the funny thing, though. They didn't physically see Mr. Hiram in season one. Oh, yeah. yeah. So now it was like, yeah. I'm seeing the voice. Yeah, yeah. I, Is that, I, I'm definitely going to get some inboxes like, oh, yeah, that was what I heard. <laughs> so, but, Kev, man, how was your week, man? How are you? Beautiful. No complaints from me. You you got a, uh, you got a special introduction you want to do? Mm-mm. No. Like the... Uh, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Chef, what's good, man? What's up, man? How are you? Uh, okay. Nope. You don't care? All right. <laughs> How was your week? Thank you for the wings. 
I appreciate it. Uh, my week was all right. I had a couple last minute orders. Shout out to B. Thank you for the wings. I appreciate it. Can I can I get there first? No, that's ignorant. No, you can't ask me something oh. and then I'm in the middle of talking. See, you want you want to do this? <laughs> you know what? It's gonna be okay, Teddy. You're welcome. Even though you told me that's not the flavor you asked for, you're still welcome. You gonna throw that out? Yep. In the public end. Yeah. Shit, that. you should let me get to my point. I, I ain't get there that. yet. I said thank you. <laughs> I said thank you. Shout out to B. Uh, B Mac put an order in for some event that they had yesterday. Shout out to my guy Harry, aka Deuce, who we don't know. Well, we met him, and he brought wings twice. Uh, back to back. Yeah. Shout out to all y'all for coming out. Greatly appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I had a pretty good week. I was a little taken back when my dad called me. It was like 10 o'clock, and he called me a Friday night. I'm looking on the phone like, here he go. Like, oh, I don't know what's about to happen. He said, yeah, I'm in the hospital, but I'm fine. Mm. What? <laughs> you said you have? You still haven't talked to him? I talked to him yesterday. I talked to him twice yesterday. Oh, got gotcha, you, got gotcha. Um... But uh, yeah, he he called me, told me he said he was fine. He had a doctor appointment that day, and uh, his blood work. I think he said his potassium was low, and was it potassium low? What else was it? Uh, you said magnesium. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he called me, said I'm fine. Then he called me Saturday morning. He said, Yeah, I'm good. Wait for my breakfast. I'm hungry. He's like, But you ain't got with me. I'm gonna be all right. Like I'm good. He's like, I feel fine. So you know, but his phone is crazy. You call him and go to voicemail. You got wait for him to call you back. So. I get an update when he called me back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pop's old school. He still don't know how to text you. He don't know. <laughs> it's bad. He don't. He like, I started to text you. You got better with texting? Yeah, a little better. My man. Better than what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my day. That's we, we got that. We got that thing. He texted me. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not the kind of texting where you be. I got one finger. <laughs> hey, don't feel bad. Like, Everybody got one or two fingers. <laughs> Ain't nobody doing like this. Yeah, it's played out. Yeah, I got a thumb. Definitely got a thumb rule. Yep. Just which finger you gonna use? All right. Steph, what's up, man? Not much, chilling, bro. Good week. Each day gets closer. To this vacation. <laughs> Yo, but uh, we hiring, bro. People quitting, putting their two weeks in. We're going to need some help at this uh this, this help desk. Post that link on Instagram. I can't post that link, bro. Why not? Because, first of all, they, the way my job does it, they hire internal first. I mean, of course. That's every job, but... You can't post. No, it's it. not. You can't post the internal <laughs> job to the outside, bro. <laughs> it should be every job. Yeah, but yeah, so we, like, uh, we, we hire within that. first, and then if they don't get enough candidates within, then they hire outside. Oh, gotcha. But yeah, gotcha. we're gonna need some people. You need part-time people, some side work. <laughs> we, don't, we don't do part-time, bro. No after hours. No after no. hours schedule. No. All you're right. either you're either in there or you're not. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you the type of person that be that would need me for every call. Yep. I need your paycheck too. That's okay. We can work that out. <laughs> but no, uh other than that, great week. Uh like I said, just getting an inch and closing towards vacation, bro. How's your week, man? Uh my week is cool. Work week was good. Uh life week was good. <laughs> Shout um, out to TY. I have a thirteen year old. I have a teenager. Hey man, come come say hi to the people, man. <laughs> That's why you don't come here no more. He a teenager. He don't gotta do nothing you say. All his work. All right, all right. I still gotta listen to my dad. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you heard me say? 
Hey Ellie, if you listen, you got five more years. Tell Ellie she only got five more years to wait. Hey man, tell everybody what's up. Who is Ellie? You know me. You was there, bro. Now Yo, go sit down, son. Go sit down. He ain't got it. Hey, that's right. Who's Ellie? But no, man, I got a thirteen year old now, man. I got how was I as a thirteen year old? Terrible. <laughs> as a thirteen year old. Yeah. Um, pretty much like you are now. Terrible. I would say. <laughs> dude, I, well, he with you more than I am, so I don't know. <laughs> it might have been worse. Now, as far as the type of person, like your character and all that, I don't think any of that has changed. I, I think that's a good thing. You're still outgoing. You're still hoping you'll, you know. Uh, you never gave me too many issues. Mm-hmm. So, kind of, I kind of, kind of, from the outside looking in, I kind of see the same thing. He just seemed to be a little bit more quiet and laid back than what you were, though. Mm-hmm. Cool. What's what's up? You got to change that. <clears throat> well, he been quiet and laid back? Yeah. Wow. He got to be What's wrong with being quiet and leave it? Let him be him. He's gonna be like you. He's gonna be like you. Because if he deal with Ellie the way, if he deal with every other woman the way he deal with Ellie, that was funny. I mean, he he'll learn. Yeah. Everything is trial and error. You learn. T.Y. You like the shirt? You like the shirt your dad be wearing? (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. Huh? That was a good one. (laughs) He shook his head no. So his shirts be loud. His shirts be quiet. His shirts be mini freaky. Cause you buy it. That's cause you pay for it. He like them though. You don't. You don't be liking them shirts that I be buying you. Uh oh. Be honest. Be honest. Well, like these. No, like the no, freaky the shirts. shirts. The shirts that the we be going out. I never oh. bought them. So it. listen to this. Let me you tell see you. see his face? It changed. Listen, your grandfather's is here. You got a pass to say whatever it is you want to say. So I text him, happy birthday, T.Y. He texts back, things are going wrong. I was waiting for him to text back, who this? <laughs> I was just waiting for him to text back. I was waiting for him to text back, who this? Why y'all act like um, I store everybody in the room? It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with him being a teenager. Just be like, I like they don't save numbers no more. No, I, 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 I saved all the numbers in his phone. That's why when I sent my yeah. text, I put Aunt Monty at the bottom though, so he knew it was me. You no. not gonna text me back saying who this? I just goes like, thank you, who this? <laughs> <laughs> I was not trying to get one of them. I was gonna cry. <laughs> I wasn't trying to. Get <laughs> well, let's get into it, man. You want to start or you you want me to do it? I give you the you know. Go ahead, you do it. All right, we going we we got a, a a series of questions. For you guys that we like to get y'all take on, it's mainly gonna be y'all talking today and us listening, as the as well as the listeners. Um, I'm gonna start off with this: uh, You're not a man until your dad dies. When you hear that, what do you think? So are we going around the room, or are we just? Yeah, we can start with Kev if you if, if you if you're ready. You're not a man until your dad dies. Uh, that's new to me too. Right. Where you found this at? So you was researching this one. So, um, I did research it. He ain't got his five pants on. And um, <laughs> so this is kind of where it came from. I called you last week, mm-hmm. and we talked about the stove and the um, 
and the microwave, mm-hmm. right? Not saying like that's one of them things that's like real crucial in life, but the fact that like who else was I going to call after that? Yes, I could have called Mr. Hiram, but if Mr. Hiram's not here, who else can I call? You know what I'm saying? Like, I probably couldn't have called none of my uncles. I probably could have, but, you know what I mean? It wouldn't hit the way it hit if I called my pop. So <laughs> they when wouldn't I, have steered you the way that I did either. <laughs> yeah, and, and we had that conversation ended up yeah. being like an hour conversation about mm-hmm. everything. Everything great. So that's what I mean by them. And it could also get deeper if, if, it, if it warrants that. So you called them first from... Instinct, not thinking who has the knowledge instinct, to help me. Yes, instinct. Okay. It was just like pop. Soon as when I came home, Shar was like, um, "Babe, the stove and the uh, microwave not working." The first thing I thought of, they're on the same line. The second thing I thought of, let me call my pop. Mm. So, not saying I'm not a man because I don't know like I don't know electrician or or electrical work or nothing like that. But the fact that I could call my pop when I got any type of problem. That's dope. And if Yo, he's not man. there, but if he's not there, like now was like, all right, now I gotta defer because now the instinct is I gotta figure this out on my own. So that's what I mean by you're not a man until your dad die. Mm. That's actually dope because I did not think of it that way. Appreciate it. That boy good. <laughs> <laughs> He potted the day with his dad jeans. You want me to go? So you're not uh so mm, this this that's that's a, a loaded joint. Uh tell me about would it. Would it depend depend on your relationship with your dad or the lack thereof? And you feeling like maybe you became a man on your own through your own Mistakes, successes, and failures. Mm -hmm. And whether he's alive or dead, you can feel like a man. Or you can feel like the man. Mm. A man and the man. Completely different things. Completely different feelings. Do you agree? Yeah. And I didn't realize I said that like that either. (laughs) Dope. (laughs) (laughs) Well, showing off the day. He gonna be terrible oh, yeah. next week. So I don't, I don't <laughs> Just for me, you, you know, it's, 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 uh, the father dying for me doesn't determine my manhood or my man's status. Um, I kind of, I feel like I gained that at uh, 15 in a lot of different areas. Well, I was an actual man or not, I felt like I was a, a man in mm-hmm. different areas. Great question though. Not a man until your father dies. I'm gonna come back to that too. Gotcha. Pop. I think you might first of all, I've never heard that that question. It is a good question. Um you you'll probably get different answers from different people because of one, different upbringing. Like mm-hmm. some people never had their father in their life. So uh, if we're going to go based off of the question, at what point do you determine that person as a man? You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I, I hate I hate when people say a man, a man. Like I, I really feel like it's it's kind of a a cheap shot at a guy, at a at a dude. Like you you trying to minimize his manhood. 
I don't think um, <clears throat> you don't say it often. You 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 switch. You you change the words to like uh, much like you you change it to an action word like maturity, yeah, and stuff like that. Like that's that's I've noticed that's what you do because I, I believe that um, at some point everybody you grow from boyhood into manhood. At what point that happens, it determines on the individual. Um, there there is no there's no uh, because I make a lot of money, that makes me a man. Because I pump my wife's gas, that makes me a man. Because I pay all of the bills, that makes me a man. None of that stuff makes you a man. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it 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 helps you be like a. I don't even want to say a better man. Those things speak to your character. Better yeah, person. Better person, and it speaks to your character. <clears throat> of, of, you know the person you are. So when I hear people say he not a man or I don't want to turn this into a woman thing, but you know, a, a lot of women say, "You ain't no real man. You you ain't do what my dad did." Or true, you know, we all heard that. It's just subjective. So when you hear those things, um, it's just it's, it's just what's in you. Um, it's a trigger. What what are your what have you learned? What is your level of maturity? What do you know? Can you lead? Like all of these things to me is a big ball of what's making you a better man but in the beginning you're a man you're just at you know a certain level of what you know and what you don't know and part of it is like you said I have to figure this stuff out on my own you know I mean but wherever you know I'm just here to help but when your resources are not there you have to learn how to either find other resources or just figure it out on your own but it doesn't necessarily um, qualify you as (laughs) "Quote unquote, a man." I'm, I'm, I'm kind of caught on the, um, the passing of the father component in that, in that, in that question. So, when the dad dies, just, just, just the way that this question is structured. So, when the dad dies, does that thrust the son into manhood because he's gone? And these things need to be done, and this and this and this role needs to be filled. So right, it it would just change his responsibilities probably, but it doesn't sure. make him. It doesn't Let, qualify yeah. him as being a man. Yeah, it don't make him less or more. Right. You know, because my father died. What fifteen years ago? Twenty years ago? Mm-hmm. And right. It, it didn't. It, <laughs> it changed me in certain ways, and in certain ways it didn't. But I'm still the same person. You know, I don't think I'm less than a man or more than a man. You know, I did, I, I, I handled my responsibilities when he died. You know, you do what you got to do. But to me, I look at it like this. You lucky to have him here to call. Right. You that know? was, yeah, yeah. A lot of us don't have our fathers here to call. Mm-hmm. You know, to say, yo, pops, I got this little problem here, you know. Can you help me out or what you think I should do? You know, you got to do it on your own. Yeah. I look at it. That is a blessing, man. My 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 son, little Kev, is twenty nine. Called me last night. Dad, so uh, you ever have a situation with this girl? And I love that. I think that's so dope and so cool that he calls me for advice. 
So to your point, that is a blessing that you can call him still. In, in the now, you can call him because he, he's here. What about you, Jay? Well, uh, growing up, my pop was always in and out of jail. So Ronald Rome could tell you the same thing, too. I think he was in jail when he was conceived or something like that. I don't know. But he went to jail after I was born. <clears throat> I know it's close. They came around like two. So I was always raised by women, like my mom, my grandma, and I had my uh, sister. But my sister was always younger, so I ain't really had no choice but to be a man. But my grandma taught me a lot. My parents basically taught me what not to do, because everybody around me always got in trouble and everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I always had my grandma, and she's still here to this day, eighty-four. Actually, I'm going to see her when I uh, leave here. That's good. That's definitely a blessing. Yeah, so, but like when my pop was there, he was there. <laughs> Took me to go see my family, you know what I mean? He was always a cabinet maker, so, you know, like he would take me out and everything. Uh, I never jobs. Knew that. Actually, him and my grandpa used to take me out. The, do the, jobs and stuff like that. The, the funny thing about it is, just like you said, like when, when he was there, for him not to be family oriented, he made sure that we were family oriented, yeah. and I think that that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was like he, the bus like at the age yeah. Of <laughs> well, he, he knew what to instill in y'all, right? Uh, yeah. But my parents used to say, um, "Do as I say and not as I do." Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. True. Yeah, and then, like, even so, they they always tell me what I was supposed to be doing, All even right. if they wasn't doing what they right. were supposed to be doing. All right. I couldn't never use it as an excuse to, for me not to do what I was supposed to be doing. So I mean, you know, I'm assuming he knew what to instill in y'all. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, I know this is uh, these questions is for the OGs, but this specifically, I want to hear y'all take. Y'all heard my take. I want to hear y'all take on that. Um, so we all know my story. Uh, definitely didn't have my father growing up. Um. To be honest, I don't think it. I don't think it necessarily did anything for me as far as like you know, not having them around, because I still had role models, you know. Um, unfortunately, my goddad couldn't be here today because he had to do um, something with church, but he was a role model. Um, when I got in trouble when I was eleven or twelve, I spoke about. Uh, I had my my, my mentor. Justin, he was a role model. I had my uncle. Um, and even though I had my mom, my mom was definitely pouring into me um, some of the things. I also had them in my life. You know, whenever I, till this day, I will, and it's funny, I will call my goddad for something before I call my mom. Because I feel like he understands me mentally better than my mom did. And this, this is no slight to my mom um, because of the challenges that we go through um, as a black man working and men- the mental state and stuff like that I can speak to him more directly about stuff like that mm-hmm. than I can my mom um, but yeah it didn't it, not having him around necessarily didn't have any effect on me because I, I still feel like I, I'm i a good person whether he was in my life or not gotcha. Chef? Uh, for me similar to Steph um, definitely had like other role models my brother was one of them both my brothers were role models um, but I kind of think like the back and forth between me and my dad I think it's pros and cons to it. Um, there are certain situations where, like you were saying before we started talking to your dad, some stuff you just mask it, right? But I also feel like that's kind of part of being a man. 
at some point you're going to mask it and i think it has a lot to do with the fact that as my brother stated i was raised around like majority females there's more females in the family so i got my grandma my mom my aunts um uncles was like back and forth with his main like females so you see a particular trait but then it's like even when you were younger you're taught well you know uh don't cry don't do this do this this makes you a man like just like stuff like that so it's like you kind of take the good with the bad and then you just like learn um I definitely agree uh, with Mr. Anthony when he said, you know, in terms of the uh, what you do and don't do that makes you a man. Uh, I think that that particular stigma is rather annoying. Um, but it's like I, I never like the, the question is a loaded question. Like when you said it, I'm just like, I didn't even think of it that way. Um, I don't think that, you know, my father being here or not being here makes me less or more of a man. Because even with him not being here or even with him being there, you still learn stuff from him. Whether it's him physically telling me, teaching me, or just like seeing, like like G said, like the parents didn't know what not to do. Uh-huh. Uh, so, I mean, I, I got some of those, this is what you do, some of those, this is what you don't do. Um, it was moments where I wish I could have like called my dad to have a conversation where we wasn't like speaking or something like that. Um, and G would tell you, like I, 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 I called G probably six seven months before i actually called my dad and got the number from my brother and then it was like when i did call him he didn't answer left a message to call me back so I, I thought i was hearing this right and when he called me it was like it was a sense of like that relief. yeah it was like a calmness so about yeah so i mean it's definitely it, i mean it's definitely pros and cons to it i mean you definitely you definitely you you live and you learn like you you live and you learn all right. So first, before we get into it, is um, I know Mr. Hiram, you was in the military, but anyone else have a uh, military background? Yeah. All right. So, building a military, what did it teach you? What did it teach me? Different episode. It taught me a lot of things. It taught me a lot of things. I, I learned. I learned about people. Um as individuals, not as a collective group, like not as black, not as white, not as Chinese, or you know, whatever ethnicity. I just learned to look at people for who they are. I don't mean to interrupt you, but is the military one of them things where like race could possibly absolutely not matter? No. <laughs> oh, wow. Like no. when y'all out on that field, that's a good question. Yeah, this boy is showing off today, boy. I'm just because well, that's like because it's like I'm yo, we trying to get back it's home. Is that like so, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and or, then you or give me your experience. So, to a degree, I would say, like you stated, when you on that field, like um, uh, I went to I went to Desert Storm the first time, right? And um, I had a <laughs> believe it or not, an Arab guy on my tank. A who? A Arab. Oh, uh, a black dude and a white dude. So we had a lot of struggles initially because of we all were different, different ethnicity. Um, but at the end of the day, the goal was to get back home. So we know that we had to be there for each other no matter what, so that we all can get back home. So to that degree, I would say yeah. But after that, 
it's it's regular life. It's it's right. just like it is in everyday life. You know, they play the, the, the politics and the you know, look out for my people and all that. It's the same. It's no different. Wow. Yeah. I never, no I never different. thought about that. It was the same thing when I was in. Yeah. And I was in the Vietnam era. Uh-huh. And believe me, you didn't you know, like you said, you looked out <clears throat> but then when you got with yours, you was with yours and you looked at him and said, mm-hmm. Well, you on your own. But when it came time, like he said, to want to get home, yeah, we all won. So let's do this and let's get home. Mm-hmm. And then once you know, after that, hey, yeah, okay, I knew you. You know, you was all right with me then. But mm-hmm. now I ain't got nothing to do with you. That's horrible. I ain't got nothing to do with you. But that's how it is with a lot of them. You know? Right now. That's work, though. <laughs> like, that's, that's everyday work, though. I've had some. I've, and I, it might I be different. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not disrespecting like what y'all did. I appreciate y'all, but it's like, like, just, like, listen to y'all say it because again, that's just something I would have never. I'm thinking we all got one common goal to get home, so we're gonna be like this. Like, I might save you, you might save me. So my mom, we like this. Yeah. Not to know, like, I don't even really bang with you, but because we trying to get home, we good. But then when we chilling, we you over here and I'm over here. I would never thought and then that. The funny thing about that too is a lot of times. He would have his little set. I got my little set. But we still, we the same color. Right. But, yo, man, you dealing with that dude? Oh, that's you know, Yeah, this, he this and that. Because I had a guy, I'm going to be honest with you, he was gay as the night was long. And he came at me, like, oh, no, you got the wrong one. And come to find out, they raped him. Wow. Wow. They raped him. Why wow. I do not know, but it was like it's a lot that go on in the military. No, it was crazy. It's not privy to knowing because they don't put that kind of stuff out yeah. there. That that was one of the one of the things that I had learned that I didn't realize that I've learned until I got out and some years went by. You learn to work with people to get the to get, to get to the objective. Yeah, right. right. So now, after I got out and some years went by, you know, and being in the workforce, I. I just couldn't initially settle in because I was like, I ain't messing with this person. I don't like this person. No, I ain't helping him more. No, let him do it on his own. But at the end of the day, I learned at some point that this is our job. Right. Um, yeah. This is what we got to do. And if if you kind of fall off or don't do what you're supposed to do, it kind of makes it harder for me. So I, if I have to help you so that we can get this done, then that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna help you so I can get this done. So be it. Yep. So I guess race kind of, you know, speaking to race, kind of always mattered in the military. And this is just me. Race matters everywhere. Don't right. matter right. where right. you are. Right. So look at, look at, look at uh, the whole thing with the the Tuskegee Airmen, mm-hmm. where <laughs> them boys had to kind of fight for them. To be able to come fight with them, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because they wanted to get back one. home. That was a civil war, World War yeah. One, yeah. World yeah. War yeah. Two, right. which is crazy. Every war. But if you check FBI statistics right now, the number one threat in America is white supremacists, right? In the military and the police department. Isn't that crazy. Them two things. That's real. That's how they trying to get rid of us. But. Uh, they just caught my man, white boy, uh, not too long ago. I think like last week or whatever. Say he joined the military specifically to kill us. He said wow. niggas, but 
That, I don't know if y'all cuss on the show, but you know what I mean? That's what he said. That, that was his words. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sorry. Great you finish your thought about what you learned. Um, so, that's so, all right, so to shorten it all up. Um, and you could touch on that too. To, yeah. I, I think the most important things I took away from it was um, endurance how to learn to endure and work through things like adversity mm-hmm. and discipline. Right, to, discipline. To, that's that's exactly what I was just thinking. Discipline. Do this and stick to this and know that I need to do this. And and no matter what, if this is what has to be done, I need to get it done or find a way to get it done. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So those are probably like the, the two most important things there. Did you ever find yourself going against, uh, say, a protocol because – you just you personally knew it was better for the overall in the military or yeah, in the military yes but nine, i, I want to say i want to say no not really um and i say that because like i may have thought it a lot mm-hmm. but to actually act on it I, I probably didn't because i knew that there were people that's been there before me they were smarter than me and they they knew what the outcome of certain things would be if you did it this way, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that. So sometimes you just gotta learn to trust in the person, whether you like them or not. You know, learn to trust in the person and say, "This is the best outcome, so I need to go this route." Yeah, and that's me. Hey, he's speaking the truth. He's saying it all right there. Uh, it's that's that's one main thing about the military. It's discipline. That's what that's what they teaching you. Discipline, yeah. discipline, discipline. <clears throat> they shove that at you every day, all day. Uh, um, is there any habit you picked up that like wasn't fully conducive to your life in the military? First on this one. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 You don't want to go first. No. No habits. No, no habits. habits. Any habits that wasn't conducive? Yeah. Like, did it just did the military at some point? And so, still something that just wasn't right, but it was just because of the the atmosphere, you know. Certain so it, it wasn't. Just, it was right at the time, but it again. Um, I was in the Marines, so the Marines has this reputation of being hard, being good, like I get this done, tear this up, do this. So demolition. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> when I was there, um, I learned that and I carried that. When I got out of the military. Um, I forget the term that they use when you come out and you got to transition over into regular civilian life. Yeah, there's yeah, a term for like that. Yeah, there's a term. Something like that. No, there's a there's a term for it. I forget exactly what it is. But when I when I transitioned over, carry that like because you know, wanted to or just it just it's, it's just it's just it. yeah, yeah, like, like you're, you're programmed. You program yeah, they program so um, you know. And I didn't realize it until one day my mom said to me, I, you're different. I don't, what them people did to my son? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, well, what do you mean? So she started explaining to me. Um, the military kind of mess a lot of people up. I'm sure. Especially yeah. Marines. And you don't really realize it until you get out and then some years go by. Because, again, they don't really do a good job on educating you on the transition um, they probably do now. Uh, yeah, keep in mind, I got out in '92, so um, they probably. I'm, I'm sure they do a better job at it now. Yeah, but, probably um, do. You know, they they just. 
I, I just wasn't aware of a lot of things. I had to find it out on my own. Or people had to point it out, like my close friends had to point it out. Say, hey man, you know, you doing this, or you don't do that, or and I was like, what? And then sometimes I would think those things was natural, but and then I had to realize I'm not in the military. Hmm. This is this is not natural. Yeah. This is natural in the military, but it's not natural in civilian life. So you got to transition and got to come out of that. So they build you up to be this. And if you stay there and you this, you're great. But if you don't stay, you get out. You got to learn to break some of that back down. So is your question, are there any good habits or bad habits that you got from the military that you still Um, have? As his child and his son-in-law, I kind of see the good habits. Because it's it's, it's pouring into his children or their children. So I just wanted to see if it was anything... Bad that when I was that we when we were young we probably didn't realize, yeah you know I mean and just in case he ever want to like go, hey you better go you got two grandpas, better go because <laughs> 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 I because I don't want him to come home and do what grandma did like what what they done did to my son like I don't, I don't, you know what I mean so, but, um, so I got a question so like based off of like the habits that you may have picked up that wasn't good. Do you think that like do you have like any like regrets about I don't want to say I don't necessarily want to say like past like behaviors or whatever but like like how you just sat here and just like thought about it like after they brought it to your attention and you you know you made the changes whether it be consciously or subconsciously is it anything that may have happened which is like damn I can't believe I did that not necessarily like a regret but like just like a I wish I would have handled it differently type situation based off of my mindset Um, regrets no. I don't regret how I handled anything. Okay. Um, but I, I do uh, look back and say, and and to be honest with you, I kind of really didn't even realize that part until we had a conversation. We, we've the last few years we've been having like way more deep conversations than we ever had. So I would say what three, four years ago, maybe. Uh-huh. Um, it was at that point is when I realized that. Um, you know, I could have did some things different, but again, because of what was instilled in me, I'm like, man, I don't want to hear it. I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear it. I don't. I got time for no crying. I got time for no complaining. I got, let's just do it. Get it done. I don't want to hear it. Um, but I have learned recently that, eh, you know, sometimes you can't be that way. Mm-hmm. You, 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 everybody is different. Um, the one thing that my three kids has taught me, um, and he was the, he was the, the this is a bad word, but he was the experiment. He was the first. The guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> he was the I first. Mean, but I, but yeah, I, I, I said that's that's right. no. But you know the funny thing though, <laughs> parents never really want to admit that. Yeah. But as kids, we know like the first child either they get away with a lie or they don't get away with nothing. And it was bad because I was like sixteen, seventeen. Mm-hmm. You're not and, the experiment. And, you were the blueprint. Okay, blueprint. Ooh. Well, a better choice of words. Yeah, okay. Why? Well, can't sorry, say blueprint because you got to follow the blueprint. I had to vary from it. He did have girls. Damn, you almost <laughs> had. Was the blueprint for the rest? Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Well, that's the ones behind. For the sake of moving on, let's go with blueprint. <laughs> but um, you know, that, that's the one thing that my three kids has taught me, like, I can't but the way that I dealt with him I can't deal with Asia like that and I can't deal with Irie like that mm-hmm. and vice versa right, I have right. to deal with each of them differently in order to get the results that I'm looking for or you know the outcome 
you know, it, different things motivate them. So I had to, whereas with him, I thought me being on him and pushing him would motivate him and make him do it. Mm-hmm. I learned that it that wasn't the case. Gotcha. So when it came to my second and third, you know, you do some tweakings here, some tweakings here, and tweakings here, and then find out what works. And if this don't work, then you try this. Right. Okay. You know. Well, for me, it was different because I don't have sons. So I had to be, I, I don't know, low-key kind of, because I couldn't be that tyrant, you know, that disciplinarian. You be You know, because I got girls. And, I mean, there were times, you know, I might have went off the deep end a little bit, but most of the time, it was mama. I laid back. I laid back because I'm saying, I'm like, well, I can't be like this with her, and I can't be like this with her, and I can't be like this with her. I can't be the, you know, the grab, all the time, you know? Sometimes you just got to How Monty turned out the way she turned out? That's my next question. (laughs) (laughs) She looked great. I need a roughneck. I need a roughneck. That's that kind of podcast? Right? I'm going to put it like this. That's because... In, in hindsight, biologically, I'm his first kid. Yeah, that's biologically, why, that's really why I'm like that. So I'm yeah. just like him. Makes she's sense. My, yeah, mm-hmm. I dig that. I dig that. And we've had our little run-ins. Yeah. But you know, she turned out good. Yes, she. Thanks, did. Dad. Yes, she. She did. turned out good. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know. I might say, but Steph, we just was talking about that though. When I said like with him being at work and I would do stuff, and my mom was like, "I'm gonna call you dad." I'd be like, call him. As soon as she called him though, he'd be like, "What are you doing?" I know you heard me talking to you. Yeah, I wouldn't hear a sound from him. <laughs> I didn't do nothing. But, <laughs> but at the same time, you on the phone. Why are you calling him? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I remember when we was in school. And Miss Pegas would say she was gonna call you dad. No, Miss Pegas liked you. She right. liked you. I don't liked even you. know who Miss Pegas is. It's okay. Is. The no. lady who called your phone every All day. Down. <laughs> In fourth grade, I don't remember. <laughs> Fifth grade, <laughs> I really don't. Honestly, I really don't. She was from Trinidad. No. I mean, I, I remember a person. I don't remember, you know, any. any you remember getting phone calls about Anthony that's all I really remember. Right. <laughs> I don't remember doing that. She don't call you that. Miss Pegas is on his time. Yeah, I was more critical, you know. But I mean, for, for, I was more. I think I was more hard on him because, again. Like this, that stereotype as being right, a right. man. Yeah, right. You know, um, I thought I was, I had to be hard. And like, because in my mind, if you can handle this from me, then when I let you go out into life, you yeah, can handle you it can from handle anybody it. that right. give it to you. There you go. You know what I'm saying? That goes so that, back to your question. Yeah, that was my mindset there. About fathers, you know, whether you, whether you were a man when your father was dead or alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That goes back to that question. You know, he was raising you. To be that, to become that man, whether he was hard or soft. Because uh-huh. you got some men, they soft on their sons and hard on their girls. Yeah. Yeah. You, I, I dated a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know? G, we're going to uh, start with you to, on this one. Have you reached a point in your life when you have had to be the strongest you've ever been? If not, do you think you're ready for it? Yeah, I have no choice but to be strong. I was about to answer that for you. <laughs> <laughs> I had no choice. Uh, I had my first kid at the age of 20. My girl, uh, Jeray, she's 24 now. She's in Yukon. She just got married. She's doing great. But I cannot treat her the same way I treat my boys. Uh-huh. Them two different. 
Actually, I got three girls and uh, two boys, but my uh, little girls, I got a three-year-old and a um, five-year-old, and <laughs> they my little princess. But I, I definitely can't treat them the same way I treat my sons. My sons, I don't know, they just different. They don't have the same motivation as my daughters and none of them. Uh, so I did the best I could, but they out there in the streets now. So Say that question again. Have you reached a point in your life where you have had to be the strongest you've ever been? If not, do you think you're ready for it? Yeah, um, I hit that point when my mom's last sibling died. And uh, it, it, it uh, really, really, really got to her. And of me and my brothers and sister, um, she leaned on me for comfort and guidance. And at this time, I'm, I'm uh, probably 28, something like that. But 28, um, with not a lot of, not a very mature 28 where I can help my mom in this moment of mm -hmm. this kind of grief and what to say to her and how to be. Have you, ex at that point, have you experienced grief? Or not to that magnitude? Not to that magnitude, no, not, not, not. Not with death that close because um, her brother that died was a, a big deal in that part of the family. And he was a big deal to her. Uh, he was damn near her father in a lot of ways. Uh -huh. Protector and provider and just everything. So when he left, my, my mom was questioning God and life and a lot of things it, it uh, drove her to a low point and I just knew uh, instinctively I guess nobody else was going to be the one so uh -huh. I turned it to the one I'm still the one I was just talking to my mom last night about uh, a couple subjects gotcha so I'm still being the strong Y'all might find it strange, or um, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily know what being strong is. Um, everything that happens in life, even when it comes to the family, my father pretty much taught me that if this happens, this is what you're supposed to do. If this happens, this is what you're supposed to do. Um, if you got people leaning on you, you're just supposed to be there for them. Like, if, if you pretty much know, like, my niece said to me now, I'm pretty much like the oldest person left in the family, so a lot of people come to me for things. So, in my mind, it's not really me being strong, it's me doing what I'm supposed to do. So, I don't, I don't know if that's, you know, am I looking at that different or wrong, or I don't know. I don't, I don't know what being strong is. When I don't think when does doing what you're supposed to do become your narrative or, or what you deem it to be? <clears throat> not like, well, that could be fair for all, all y'all, but like, when, it, regardless if you were <clears throat> taught that, when does it become your definition as opposed to the definition that you was taught? And then we could get back into the. the it's question. always my definition. Um, 
it, my, my dad would say, well, you know, um, if, if your mom died, you got to be there for your sisters. All right, well, that was that. I was there for my sisters, but he never said, this is how you need to be there for your sisters. Right. So at that point, I, I had to figure out how to be there for that my sisters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's where it became my narrative. I, I, I knew what I needed to do because I knew my sisters, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was just an example, but like I said, I don't know if I necessarily know what being strong is. I just know that, you know, when things happen, you're supposed, to, you're supposed to do this for it. When this happened, you're supposed to be. You're supposed to do this for it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a sense of being strange or it being, you know, a strange way to deal with it. I think it's one of those things where you were prepared a particular way, right? So. No, I can't prepare you for this moment, but it's like when you in class and you taking notes mm-hmm. and you got your bullet points. So this is the category. These are the bullet points. Mm-hmm. Once I get there, this is what I'm going to do once I get there. But I don't know what I'm going to do until I actually get there. Right. Uh-huh. Where some of us, we don't even have the layout. Uh-huh. So at least you was raised, you know, like you, they, you were given like a layout mm-hmm. of when this happens, you got to be there for them. Not necessarily telling you how to, but, but then it's like you having a relationship with your sisters, you know how to like be there. Um, so I actually think that that's actually pretty dope. It's, it's definitely different, but it's actually it's dope. I mean, you was instilled something different. So again, you don't know how to do it until you get there, but you know there's going to come a time where I'm going to have to do this that, right. and the third. So I think that's a great preparation. So so what happens with that and being put in certain situations and you learn how to figure them out on your own, it kind of springboards you for the next situation that comes. It makes it that much easier for you to deal with it because the confidence is up. You say, I, I can figure this out. I got this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's that's where that's where I am. Like in life, I don't know. Like I said, I don't necessarily know if if what I'm doing is called being strong, but I look at it as, hey, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know? So um, <laughs> when people die, that's like the main thing you hear. Yo, stay strong. Mm-hmm. How you feel about that then? We as a people get hung up on cliches. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's cliches. Um, I have to agree. You know, I, I just think that sometimes it's, it's a person has a, a loss of words. So because they has a loss of words, That's what it's they say. easy for them to say that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather you hug me because I'm that sensitive, emotional boy. Just hug me. Don't say nothing to me. Just hug me. <laughs> well, anybody that know you will know that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I, I just, like, for me, I got tired of hearing, stay strong, think positive. No, I was like, I understand that this is the situation that I'm in. I understand what's going to happen. And I understand what I need to do. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that may sound insensitive, but I mean, at the end of it all, you have to face those things at some point. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't hide it. You can't try to change your thought process and say it's going to be all right, knowing that it's really not going to be all right. Um, you know, you, you, I think, and this is just my opinion. I think if you look at it like that, you, you'll be better off dealing with death as we're speaking on. Uh-huh. I'm gonna tell you what's crazy about what you just said. Me and Ty Shirley had a conversation yesterday, and we was talking about like death and stuff like that. Cause she probably like, like you know, 
So, yeah, you know, yeah, y'all know, I quote my grandmom all the time. And I was just sitting there one day, and I said something, and she said something. So, we're like going back, like having like a quote off between like the stuff that my grandma would say mm-hmm. in that particular situation. And then she's like, You all right? And I was like, Yeah. I was like, You know, it's, it's definitely different. Like, people always tell you, you know, like you said, think positive, or it's going to be all right, you're going to get through. But it's like, that don't bring the person back. Don't tell me I'm going to be okay because I'm not going to be okay. Uh-huh. It's, it's going to be a process. Like people di- and people grieve differently. Like this ball, I didn't watch G go do some stuff, but it's always a smile. But in my head, it's like, yo, I need to give my brother a hug. But then it's like, between him doing, he doing, me me doing, I'm doing. It's like, yo, what the heck? So we see each other. It's like a long hug. But it's like, I I don't know. Don't 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 give me don't give me the cliches because it's gonna make you mad. That's yeah. not bringing my grandma back. I don't care about what you talk about. Well, well, we all knew to get to this point. So what? Like I watched the whole decline, and even me watching the decline, even like the day when she passed, it was like, yo, I wanted to go over there, but I'm like, I'm gonna go over there tomorrow. Just like that, two hours later, she going, oh shoot, maybe I should go over there now. Like you know, natural reaction to go over there. So it was like, when I went over, there, I walked upstairs, and I like after the paramedics left, all the other good stuff, they pronounced it dead. Walked upstairs, they woman go with. She's like, no, I'm good. I went kissed on the forehead. Mm-hmm. See you later. But it's like. Even at that moment, I wasn't okay, but I didn't, like, sometimes you got people with you and they say certain things and it just makes it worse. Uh, you tell them I'm going to be okay, I'm going to cry. Yeah, like, they don't understand that like, and, and actually making it worse. You my guy, so I know, like, if I'm to give you a hug, you're going to cry, but it's like, I'm going to embrace that. Yeah. Well, I'm the type of guy, like, you said, the wrong person, don't, don't touch me. Because you're going to make me cry, and I'm trying to put on this persona so I can be strong for everybody. It's no different, like, when, when they took my grandma, when they took her out the house, Everybody just went up, they're crying. And my mom is like being strong. Everybody's gonna be rubbing everybody back. And my cousin was like, yo, same cousin with the, with, you know, with the clothesline. Aunt Sarah, you could cry too. And that just broke it. And then once she cried, and everybody cried harder. I'm just like, so I, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, even with that, like some people don't feel like they need to cry because they, they have a, a different understanding of mm-hmm. that whole process. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. uh, how you feel about that? You well, need you need me to repeat the question, or you no? I got you. Um, I mean, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> as far as you saying being strong, I kind of agree with you with your father. It's not a question of being strong, cause I had a situation with my family. I had my mother, my grandmother, two aunts, and an uncle. I give you within six months, all five of them were dead. Mm. And with my grandmother and my mother, that broke me. I ain't gonna lie, but I didn't cry, but it broke me. And then one day I was hanging out with, like we sitting here right now, we all fellas. My brother, a couple of friends, we all hanging out, we outside. And somebody said something and it triggered it. I, man, I started screaming and hollering and crying. My brother took me off to the side. I was like, I don't know what, you know, I don't know what happened. Now, I give it a few years later, my father, her grandfather, my brother, her uncle, four months, Jeez. both dead. I didn't cry. So one day, I was at work, I'm in the car with a friend of mine, and he's driving to the job and that record by Luther Vandross dance with your father again like I told you before uh, yeah. man I started bawling he looked over at me 
like, what the hell? What the hell? I was like, man, please, turn the record, turn it, turn it. Nah, man, that's my song. Yo, please. Please. Please turn it off. Just please turn it off. Because for me, it's Boys and Men Mama. I couldn't couldn't hear that song to say every time I heard it. Even when they played it at, at their wedding. That's why I walked off. I was like, oh, now, because you I told, told the story. I told I Charlotte, right I, I said, oh, now you really trying to get me to cry. Yeah. That's why I, 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 yeah, I, yeah. I, like Char, Char wanted that, that she, she wanted that moment with you, just y'all, but she also wanted to feel that moment that, that you can get to, like at a higher level when it comes to you. I think that was, that was, not think, that's what it was. She wanted to feel both of those moments together. That's a different type of energy. Yeah, I mean, I like, so, even I said, with her carrying a child at that time. Yeah, I said, yeah, you was, really yeah. trying to get me now. And I, I put my head on her shoulder. Because I didn't, you know, I, I, it's not that I didn't want to cry. Right, right. But I guess, I don't know, I guess I didn't want everybody else to see me go off like that. Makes sense. Because I was, I, was, I was like that close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So the song came out, I turned right around, I said, no, y'all trying to send you know, OG up. <laughs> I grabbed a little tighter, you know, oh man, yeah. I could, I could, she, and I'm like, she was going through day. the music. She was like, I want yeah. that, like, I, 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 want, I want that moment. I, I want to feel that moment. When we was picking the songs and all that, that's what she said. And the strange thing for me is, with that song, it's not about me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's not about yeah. me. It, to me, it was about about, about his grandkids. Mm-hmm. You know, because Lahira never knew him. Amani was ten when he passed away, and she'll tell you he was her heart. Amani couldn't do no wrong when it came to Grandpa. Mm-hmm. None whatsoever. She didn't know her grandma. You know, but that was that was it for me. But as far as being strong or whatever, I wouldn't say strong. And I don't even know what kind of words you would say. To replace that word. Yeah, you know. But that's how it was for me. So, I have a question. Because it's my fault, bro. I do this myself. And I talk to my mom about it. I talk to my godfather about it. Is there a thing of being too strong? Like, you want to let it out. But I can say I'm stubborn. I want everybody else to be good. You know what I mean? There's, there's, there's been tons of situations where, like, for example, my grandmother passed. I didn't, My grandmother passed on a Tuesday. I didn't let out a single tear until Sunday because I wanted to make sure my mom was good, my sisters was good, everybody else. And then when I got to myself, we was in church, and then I heard a song that was my grandmother's favorite song. That's when I cried. Hmm. So is there a thing of being too strong? Or trying to be too strong? I'm going to answer that, but I got a question before I answer it. Are we relating being strong with not crying? Is that where we're going with this? Not necessarily for not me. Not necessarily. Because every example we've given so far is like, that's why so, I gave the reason, the examples that I give, because every every prior to that and even up to now, we keep going back to not crying. Not Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I think, so I, mean, I don't think it was geared to, but I think it's one of those things where, as a man, if you cry, you're not strong. Like that's like that's why that's 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 
you could have been there and did the same things for your mother crying as you did when you didn't cry. True. So, I don't, again, I even, for me, the word strong, I even, I juggle it. <clears throat> so, you know, um, if, you, if, if you need to let your emotions, it's, it's, emotions are natural. Right. So, if you <clears throat> need to let them out, let them out. But it, it shouldn't hinder you from doing what, you know, what you're supposed to do, be there for your mother. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or be there for your siblings in, yeah. in, in you know, that kind of case. Do we feel at times when emotions need to be put out that we don't feel like somebody's going to like we're there for everybody else, but who's going to be there for me? Do we have, like, is that one of the issues that we may have in life? Like, all right, I'm, I'm there for this person, I'm there for that person. But if I need to let my emotions out and I need to speak on how I feel. Is this an everybody question or is this an OG question? No, just anybody can answer it. It's just something that just popped up in my head. Younger? Yeah. Yes. Older, realizing who I am and who I have around me, no. Okay. Because a lot of people feel like, yo, I'm being strong. What, what, was, your, what was that again? The- so it's like I'm being strong for this person and that person, right? But I want to let my emotions out. I want to vent to somebody. But who's going to be there for me? I'm there for everybody else. Who's going to be there for me? So basically, um, emotional support. Yeah. Like if I need to cry, like if, if like we need, okay, so there's times where people cry together. But if I need that moment to just let it all out, somebody rub my back and don't talk or whatever the case may be, who's going to be there for me if I'm being strong for everybody? I'm rubbing your big ass back, big fella. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I mean, that, that goes back to the individual. Um, you, you should, I tell all my friends all the time know your homies, know your right. friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if, if you need something in particular, um, you should know which friend you need to reach out to for that. I think that's key. You know what I mean? That is key, yeah. I don't have friends. I got family. Or associates, family, I whatever. You know, yeah, I whatever. Friends since I was a teenager. You want to put them in? <laughs> <laughs> well, my friends, me and my friends been friends since we were like eight, nine years old. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah I got some, yeah. <laughs> that's family. Like yeah, they, they, yeah you aunts. still consider them family, they even though they're friends. Aunts. Yeah, that's yeah. family. Um... Pop, we're going to start with you on this one. What changes would you like? (laughs) (laughs) What changes would you like the youth to implement that your generation either didn't do or couldn't do? That's kind of a hard question. Um, So, I I don't know if it's one thing in particular. But I, I will or say you this. Give us like your main thing. Well, y'all can give us your main things. Well, we probably can have four different answers. Let me answer like this. Um, when we were growing up, and and I'm I know what we were, what what our resources were. So I know that it, the difference, like your resources, were like more limited than what mine's were. Um, we are pretty much in the same category, but. Um, there were not a lot of resources for us. There were not a lot of things that we could reach out and grab or information avenues that we can, you know, sit down like like the internet and stuff like that. Um, like a podcast, you know, stuff Into like the this. Library. So um, if, if I was to say <laughs> if I was to say um, something, I think I would like to see 
uh, the younger generation um, use more of their resources to kind of, you know, be be um, more productive in today's society. Because I don't think that I don't think we're moving. I don't think we're progressing. I think we're kind of either like stagnant or we like fell a few steps uh-huh. as far as where we are moving as like a people or a race or even in the family structure. You know, I I just you know wish that they would focus more on that stuff and use their resources. Yeah, we got way less unity now than we did yeah. back growing up. G, you want to touch on that real quick? Yeah, I mean everybody went to Big Mama house for dinner. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> that was that was the internet. That's what you saw all <laughs> yeah, your cousins. Right. That's what, yeah, you got the information. You got everything from everybody. Yeah, you got point. to watch whatever you wanted to watch on TV at the time. Sunday night, go home. But everybody, you know what I mean. Grandma stayed. Kept everybody together. Uh, you know what I mean? If your grandfather was there, he there, there was a too. reason for Thanksgiving dinner more than just Thanksgiving. Yeah. 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 <laughs> touch yeah. Ch- t- touch, touch yeah. Seat, you know Family, mean? everything, yeah. See how Friends, all that. Going. Like, did you have that baby yet? <laughs> no. When you had that baby, this was going to happen. nobody do that no more. <laughs> a lot of people can't even cook these days. Right. <laughs> everybody go out. But... Y'all got the internet and everything. Yeah, we didn't have that. Like I said, we had to go to the library to get uh, information. And hope, and hope that the book was there. Right. The oh, book that God. you wanted, right? Cause and you had to return it. They had different sections. Yeah. They put an APB out on you. You don't get yeah. that book back there. No, that book ain't in this. <laughs> yeah. That book ain't in this section. You got to go to the color section. <laughs> what? <laughs> they got a color that was section? Real. Yeah. yeah. That was real. Right. That's why you need unity, cause you it's know. It's crazy. And nowadays, all these young boys, all they know is this. That's all they know. Mm-hmm. They don't know nothing else. When I was growing up, it was these. If you and I got into a beef, if you and I got into a beef, we fought, and that was the end of it. I ain't coming back, shooting up everybody but you. You do you you walk away. I didn't kill six babies over there and three guys over there, but you the one I really wanted, but I didn't get you. It's crazy. Like I like I look at it like this. Like I watch these young boys, especially these young boys. And I hate to say it about our people, but they're our people. Yeah. Walk around here with their pants down to their knees, and I always say it. That's where their brains are in their drawers. Cause that's all you see is their drawers showing. <laughs> Pull your pants up. <laughs> in my day, you walk around like that. You was considered. Like Fred Sanford go yeah, like this yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you was yo, yo, what's, what's wrong with this dude, man? Walking around looking like like that. No. Didn't nobody we didn't walk around like that. Yeah, there's there's definitely no conflict resolution skills. None. It's definitely lacking in that. None. And then, like I said, me and you have a fight. Cause you might we for any reason, whatever the beef might have been. After we fight, you and me become the best of friends. Now I'm looking out for you, you looking out for me. Me and Chris. <laughs> yeah. No, real talk. Like, yeah. Me and Chris Fort every day in first yeah. grade. Just to be cool, and now we don't know where he at, but just to be cool. <laughs> like, as we was like growing up before yeah. every day, bro. That's how me and what you call him, but me and Nico was. Really? The first time we seen, we just, we just didn't like it. It was on site. It was on site. No reason. Like, so, it was, like, it was <laughs> on site. It was on site for like three weeks straight, and then like after the third, we were like, right, we done. And then right. we just became, like I said, the best of friends. The every best of friends, every day, yeah. 
we hanging out and chilling and all that stuff. To, to this day, Wait, that's how it always starts. And the other thing, these young kids, they don't know how to have fun. Facts. They want to partake Facts. in Western society <laughs> way too much. No, they don't know how to have fun. I mean, we. You, I always we say we was the last generation. Bro, that we had was outside. Yeah. Yeah. They don't even come outside unless they shooting somebody, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, outside was fun. We used to make up games. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? That's why I'm still an athlete now. Because <laughs> in growing up that way. Yeah. You used to run track, didn't you? Ran track. I used to flip on the pissy mattresses. Oh, <laughs> well, I know. I, I know about that. I mean, we all flipped oh, on pissy like, mattresses here and there. Play but. football in the middle of the street. All that. Yeah. Until cars came. Yeah. Step to the side. Let the cars well, go let by. Me get this playoff real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Kev, is there any changes you would like the youth to implement? that your generation either couldn't do or didn't do? To the OG's point, I would just, I would like to see less phone and more physical uh, activity. I think that. Yeah. The phone is, that, that, that phone is influencing our babies. Yes, uh, it is. Yes, it is. In a horrible way a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say so much as the phone, I would say what they do with the phones. Well, yeah. Because well, the phone facilitates. If you're using your phone for information, but you're looking it's up the right stuff, sword. the phone is a double If you're looking sword. up the correct stuff, yeah. Sure, then yeah, I would say it's useful. But if you're just looking like you know how to uh, shoot people and how to you know, gun, grand theft auto, and all that stuff, yeah, or you uh, just in somebody else's business. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> if you like if you're consumed with your phone, like if it's this all day every day and it's gonna be there's nothing else, yeah. then yeah. Like I used to tell Irene. I actually tell all y'all, but I mainly have this conversation with Ivory now. When we're driving somewhere, you know, we get on the highway or go through the streets and get to our destination, I will look and say, uh, you know where you are? She's like, no. I'm like, you uh, remember any streets that we came down? She said, no. I said, so if you had to get back home from here, you wouldn't know how to get back home? She's like, uh, no. And that was because the whole time she would be in her yeah. phone. Yeah. Yeah. So you seen the phone. She we didn't have no wait, wait, situation um, over we oh, was on the podcast when we asked them like if they would like if, if we was to give them like a certain amount of money oh, to yeah. get home if they would know yeah. how to do it. I really yeah. said she had to go to 69th Street. That's, that's <laughs> it. That was it. Like, that's, that was it. Like, that, that was it. And everyone but, um, was like, well, no, I think I could. Like, I know how to navigate. But then it was just like, she was like, no. <laughs> Yesterday, like, we drove from the crib to the gun range, right? Mm-hmm. Um... Earlier that day, I was doing lifts, and a boy showed me the back way to get from like West Philly to King of Pressure. Mm-hmm. Never knew this way. Me neither. So I, never took, I took the same way. What's right? the back way? Um, through a bunch of streets? Montgomery. Through, through Ardmore, no, and then Montgomery Ave. Oh, then okay. okay. Then there's another street, and the other street that I remember was like Crooked Lane. Mm-hmm. Going through Concha Hockey. All that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I was just going to take 76 on up. But you really take Montgomery Ave most of the way out there. Yeah, yeah, most of the way. Yeah, and then and then you could whatever street I cut in, I did all that. But that was the way to the gun range. So I just realized, like, we started passing mansions with like gates and all that stuff. So I looked at him, and he's in his phone. I looked at Asa. Aces in his phone. I'm like, yo, look, look at these houses. Right. And like, once I yeah. told him to look at the houses, like they just couldn't. Be- he was like, these old mansions. I said, if somebody got a gate that has to open, it's <laughs> <as> a mansion. <laughs> so we was riding for probably like, cause it actually did. It saved like eight minutes as opposed to going the other way. So yeah, we they was they was just like, yo, look, look, yo, look, look at that joint, look at that joint. 
and then like they couldn't see the cars and nothing like that but they definitely seen the houses because they was big but yeah like they they i i had to make them put their phones down like look 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 at what y'all could possibly get to you know what I'm so saying? now, <coughs> now they know they have they have experienced something and something that caught their attention. But I want to say this to you: you've been down that road before. Maybe you just forgot. Because when we used to go out to uh, Norristown, we used to hit them back roads sometimes when the expressway was backed up. Was I in my phone? <laughs> you didn't have, I didn't one. have a phone. I don't know where he was mentally, but uh, obviously you wasn't into them houses and stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tell you it's funny though, because yeah. I remember being little. Remember, Dad used to have like the vans. Either it was a van or it was a putt putt that barely made it. But I was always like sitting in the back, like looking out the window. So I'm the guy that's like waving to the people, like the Joe Young boy, hey. Or I was like, when he had the van, it was always like a table in the back. So he was, I was one like, of them. Yeah, I was one of them. I was the Joe friend. <laughs> but we were like, he had like a uh, like a table in the back. So like he driving, I'll be driving through the tables or whatever. Like he turning, I'm turning, I'm driving the bus or something like that. Which is crazy that I've been driving, like you know, like as a kid, and it took me forever to get my damn license. But it's like I've been like play driving. Driving. Kids don't do none of that stuff. You were already driving. Yeah, listen, so I was, listen, I was like six driving. I actually remember that. Yeah, those, that, yeah, like. You mean you were imagined driving? Ima yeah. Yes, imagining. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how I learned how to drive. Being in the car with my dad and, and sitting So you don't realize that, but yeah, that's you don't. Yeah, yeah. And just yeah. watching them. And just watching Right, yep. Shift. Cause I, I think my dad's like one of the best drivers. Like he can't well, drive. He taught me how to drive. He so, taught yeah. everybody how to drive. Like, he literally told me, yo, you drive. He said, like, you know how I drive? I said, I can drive a little bit. Put me in the car like we driving. What? I was 17. It. You know we're not driving anywhere. He's literally stepping on my foot right on the expressway. Bro, we're about to die. I'm about to kill me, you, and Kev. Like, what are you doing, bro? But that was just, you know, the same day when he smicked the grits and all that. Yeah, I drove I drove this house that day. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's like, yeah, you never like, you don't think about more it. More fun. Yeah, more and more stuff. Yeah. Do you think you have a superpower? Well, he's superior G, so that's different. You should ask him first. So, G, what do you think your superpower is? And if, and is your answer also, in a sense, your purpose of life? Yeah, actually, it is. And I just found this out maybe a couple few years ago. My superpower my whole basically my whole meaning in life is to unify unify right. my people yeah. do the best way i can so yeah. before the next person go you can honestly say because remember he was like you wonder how long it takes for people to find a purpose in life. facts yeah he said it just a few years ago because uh, like a couple, a couple weeks ago i was saying yeah, a couple, a couple i feel like i'm <laughs> stepping into it but and i was i feel like I, I i don't like the fact that i'm 34 just now doing it and they was like, yo, don't take a time. There's no time, bro. No, no. You got some people that never figure it out, bro. Yeah. I just got one question. Why do you feel as though you had to look at today when you just said it? Because you look right at him, like, to let him know in a way, like, I'm going to get it. But you subconsciously did it. I definitely wasn't the feeling. I didn't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just asking. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good it's another show. Good observation. <laughs> what about you, Dad? What was the question? Do you think you have a superpower? And if so, in a sense, is it your purpose of life? Yes. My superpower is dealing with four women. Mm. 
Period. That's a superpower. That's my superpower. That's definitely a superpower. <laughs> and I was sitting over here like being the best dad in the world. Oh, you gonna pass one off? <laughs> Dealing with four women for thirty some odd years or longer. All right, we ain't that big. What about you, Bob? I don't think I have a superpower. I think everything that that's in me that I possess, I think it's in everybody. I think it's just up to that individual to find it and, and make it happen. I think mine, if it's going to be one, would be uh, probably the one of just say of a lot of people I'm around or some family members. That's 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 the pragmatic one. Like I'm always trying to figure out a figure out the answer or a answer where uh, a lot of times uh, everybody just want to bark. Uh-huh. No one fix nothing. So here I come with, well, listen, if you <laughs> add one and two, Steph. <laughs> you'll see three. Hmm? No, that's you. And, I, and, and I, I found myself doing that a lot. Like in the now, I do that, like especially at work. So I'm, I'm, I'm responsible for maybe seven drivers. Okay. And um, a lot of times they'll 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 come in my office and it's, it's you know they they want to download stuff on me, sure. And they just want it to be that. And you don't want to hang around for the solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I find myself doing a lot, being the guy with the the pragmatic solutions. Gotcha. A lot of people are lazy though. They don't want to. They don't want to figure nothing. They want. They want you to give them the answers. Mm-hmm. Because it, so, and to the point about them not hanging around for the solution. Because most times with the drivers, in 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 that solution, slide up a little bit. In that solution or answer mm-hmm. is what you did wrong. <laughs> right. You don't want that part. Right. Yeah. Humble yourself. Right. Relax. I got you. Now you came to my office for a reason. This is what it is. This, this, and this. And that. Now that's you. Stop doing that. That's the part that nobody want to hear what they yeah, did wrong. Thanks, what thanks. they're doing wrong. They just want, hey, I don't want to hear that. I just want this. Don't give me all that. I just want this part. Yeah, <laughs> it's to the point where now I, I come and ask, what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. What was the book? Now see, we can get to the other stuff that I. Yeah, I mean, but did I do something wrong? I need six of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll be there. So I'm the, I'm the, I'm the answer man with the capital, capital A. Capital A. <laughs> Kate flapping in the wind. Yeah. We're going to bounce back to you with the next one. Um, what can you honestly say right now you need help with? Uh, conquering my uh, procrastination. Uh. I should have been took this phone and put it right there, but I didn't. So now it's eight inches of dust on there, and now the phone don't work. All I had to do was this. I'm so busy doing this, and that, and that, and this. So it's it's it's, it's my procrastination. It's, That's honest. It's what I need help with. Yeah. And even with me saying it out loud, it sounds simple to myself saying it. I just need to grasp. Has that even, always even what I just said. been a problem? Yes, and to my detriment, uh-huh. to my absolute detriment in a, a lot of 
areas in life. Procrastination, waiting to do something. That's what it is. Pop. I got two things. Something similar to what he's saying. Um, I I need. I think I need help with better managing my free time. Cause uh, a lot of times I feel like I do so much. Um, when I get free time, I don't want to do nothing. But I I know that there are some other things that need to be done or that could or should be done. But I'm like, man, I'm not doing that. <laughs> It's free time right now. I'm just going to chill. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one. And then um, <clears throat> the other one would be uh, like dealing with people who can't um, who can't control or handle their own personal triggers. Like I, I, I feel like a lot of people, well, me, I feel like, well, I won't put it on me. I just feel like people in general... Um, you you don't even know you're triggering somebody, but then they'll lash out at you, and now you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. come on, man, those are your triggers. I didn't know, and and if you know me, you know I'm not coming with no ill intent. So why would you come at me like that? So it 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 bothers me, and um, does it challenge your patience? Is that true? Oh, it challenges everything in me. <laughs> it does, cause I I mean. Cause if I if I point it out and it's still the same thing now, I, I, I'm not all the way there, even though I'm like 52. But I still like there's still moments in life where I want to fight. So <laughs> hold on hey, to that. So, don't feel bad. So, so you get it from us. <laughs> That's your superpower. You got them fountain you in your backyard. So I'm just saying. I, I, I just feel I like and then now I'll be like, man, look. Mm. Mm. No, you know what. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like popping in Advil and you know it's gonna take me like another week or two to recover and mm -hmm. man look you got that. Uh, so I still want fight. Yeah, I know I know exactly what he means because I'm like you said like this is the OG podcast. I agree with what he said about procrastinating. I agree with what Pop said. I'm the same way, man. Look. You still be trying to fight too? What? <laughs> hey man, listen, y'all don't what? understand. I'm telling you. Y'all do not understand. I'm telling you, man. Because sometimes you at that point, you be like, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel bad no more. Are you serious? I think that's what's wrong with the generation today. They, they, don't know, they don't know how to fight. No, oh, for sure. That's what some of them need. Ask Real good, fat, you oh, so good, fast. Good, fast. Y'all have no idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy, you know. And y'all don't know, I mean, a couple of people in here know. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm 71 years old. Yeah, I And believe me, I'm like. That's on the side pocket. I'll be ready to grab some people sometimes, be like, yo, man, you know what? Let me show you what it's really like. They ain't gonna punch you, know you in your face. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Just, just haul off and just hit him, man. You know, don't even don't even speak. Don't even say it. Just BAM. Yep. <laughs> yo, that's funny. And then here I come with why you shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's the reality of you know, it. You shouldn't, but you know. Yeah, you know, because I look at it like this too. I'm too old to be going to jail. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm too old. I'm too old to be going to jail. <laughs> I'm too old. Yeah. 
you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't really want. Right now, we all beat the statistics, so. Mm. True. Right? Yeah. 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 Super That's facts. It. You ain't. Lord, you know? <laughs> I did five days of hard time. <laughs> Too much. G, what about you, man? What do you think you can honestly? What do you think you honestly have to work on? It's kind of like what they said, but my thing is, I know I'm uh, what, like he said, uh, him, you know, uh, he w- wish he could do more with his free time. Me, I call myself just being lazy. I need to work on that. I could clean a little bit more, but, but I stay by myself. So it's me and my dog. Mm-hmm. But uh, I can get a whole lot more done than what I am doing right now, but. Even I, the pace that I'm at, I'm still getting a lot done. Yeah. I can just do a whole lot more. So would you say you need structure? That probably motivation. <laughs> well, along with structure comes discipline. Discipline. I would say motivation. That's the A you were talking about. No, I done lived it. Like I done been married before. I didn't, you know. Been single and everything, mm. but I always had my own stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to tell me stuff. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, I got more than you. How's you telling me? Mm. Right. And yes. What do you need to work on? I say it every week on the pod. That's <laughs> why I didn't hear that question towards us. <laughs> I mean, she's like, um, I gotta work on everything, everything, and that's a real answer. Like, what's three? Three finances. Emotions, finances as far as what, uh, more or managing your finances? Managing my finances, managing my finances, managing my emotions. Are you working on your emotions for you or for other people? Mm-hmm. Other people, because I manage them for myself. I think I've not mastered it, but I think I've got in control of it over the past All three right, years. So the I past say, three years of my life has been a complete transformation. I can agree with that statement. So any like when it comes to Managing money is for me, but managing my emotions is for other people. Why? Um, So when I say managing emotions for other people, not like in the sense of being like an a hole to other people, whatever the case may be. But I mean, if you feel, do you feel as though you are overly emotional or underly emotional? Made that word up. That's a word. All right. But like, is it? Do you feel that way, or is it something that other people feel? Because if other people feel that way, are you changing for you or are you I, changing for them? I, I care a lot about everything that goes on. Okay. Um, to the point where, like, if somebody do something to me, it's like, all right, I could get over it because I love them. And, or, like, I, I think my emotions probably got the best of me and I should, I should scale back and, and look at everything in totality and look at things different Mm -hmm. but in all reality i didn't do nothing to them i don't deserve the way they treated me but i'm still like my emotions is like no but i love them and that's just that's the that's the that's that's a different version of it but the other version could be just like i don't want to see nobody talking about somebody crazy and then nobody's caping for him and now when i cape for him i'm going all the way as opposed to channeling it the right way stuff like that a third one oh what's the third one um i don't know they like the two things that really like run my life right now (laughs) so for me i definitely want to work on showing everybody the real me 
reason I say that is because, again, I was having a conversation with my mom and my goddad. People say that I'm petty, I'm, I'm an asshole, I'm, I'm You say that. But that's because you hurt. It's the difference between being petty and being precise. You said hurt or hurted? Hurt. Like people would say, yo, you petty or or, you're an asshole and it's that third. The reason why I say I want everybody to know the real me is because I'm not, like, I care. And I can honestly sometimes care too much. And I kind of, like, I'm honestly a loving person. Is that true? It ain't me. I'm sorry. I'll stop moving. But no, I'm honestly a caring person. And I don't want people like, oh, Steph's an asshole, Steph's petty, and all stuff. No, because that's not really who I am. So you got to change your Instagram name. Because that's where it starts. I'm not going to keep changing the bio, man. I'm just saying that, but that's where it starts. (laughs) So you you can't say (laughs) I want to. that's not where it started. Wait, hear me out. Hear me out. You can't say that I don't want to do this, that, and the third, but then you feed into that expectation. You, it, it, it's like me telling you, like you, you're wearing it. That's attached to you. You put it there. True, but like, and the what? way I feel is like your version of that A. Right. <laughs> you got an A. You got a P. But I didn't put it. So it's more so of like, you know how people are like, listen, if they gonna hate me, they gonna hate me, or if they hate me, I'm gonna give them a reason to hate me. Okay. That's honestly where it's, it's, it stems from. Like I never said that. Like if you feel that this way, why do you even dwell in that energy? Because that's all I. That's basically like all I had. That's you had keyword had. Yeah, I don't feel like I had that anymore. Though. So you have to change your name. You're going right. you going right back to the same. Well, you cycle, do. Bro. You do control that narrative. You you control you it. You do. And let me say this to you. Um, even though you didn't ask for advice. No. <laughs> that's what y'all are here for. To some degree. Um, he would not want no rebuttal. I'm going to say this. Be you. Be yourself. And, and, and do what you do. But if you're going to be a part of society, to some degree, you have to listen to what other people say. And take it as... Um, some people are giving you constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you may it may be some things about you that you don't see, and some people may be pointing it out. How they pointing it out? Maybe, you know, whether or not you're going to receive it or not, you know, or accept it or not. But you know, um, if the person is genuine, you might want to kind of listen to them and kind of make some tweaks and adjustments because you you have to you have to be different dealing with different groups of people. That's facts. You know, so you might want to like look into that. But My don't third, change yourself uh, for people. Like don't be you. Just learn you. how to just learn how to adapt and adjust <clears throat> in different certain situations and environments. Now you're gonna lose some people on the way. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, that's all right. Two more people on the way. Everybody ain't gonna make yours to begin with. If you lose, told you both y'all that too. Yeah, but don't take that just because they're giving it to you. They definitely don't take it just because they're giving it to you. So what? My third one would be uh, manifesting my goals. That's I definitely need to work on that. Like that's that's actually higher than the other two. That's higher than financial. Because if I do that, then the financial will fall in place. So, yeah, chef. Putting myself first. I feel like I put other people ahead of me a lot. Um, 
managing downtime is definitely one. Like when you said it, I'm like, wow. Uh, and a part of it is just because like in certain situations, you know how you got people who you would want them to be there for you and they're not. And then like when you do something, you want to be there for them and then you're not. Mm-hmm. But it all goes with managing like the downtime. So prime example, you've been wrestling for how long? Eight years. How many times you didn't been around the city and I didn't come? No, and, I, and it's not a you thing, but it's like, <clears throat> like that's the example I'm going to use. Cause I, like when Dad told me, I'm like, "Yo, it's a two hour drive. We out." But it's like, and I mean, I, I feel like any time that I needed you here for me, you was definitely here for me. But again, that still goes like managing like that downtime. So it's like, I really started having my matches till about three years ago, 2019. Don't matter. It's seven hundred some days. Yeah, <laughs> it's always that's a, that's a thousand and some days. But like, I just like managing downtime is definitely one. Um, managing downtime, putting myself first. Um, procrastinating. I be procrastinating a little bit. I procrastinate a lot of bit. <laughs> I'm not even gonna say a little bit. It's a lot of bit. That's my three. Uh, Dad, we gonna start with you. What's the best thing a woman has taught you? Damn. <laughs> goodness, goodness. Keep it clean, baby. <laughs> 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 you good? I just, my knee acting stupid. That's why I'm sorry. That's why I want to stretch mine. Uh, I, I would say be patient. My bad. He like six foot. How's working? Hey, I'm still here. I'm still here. G, what about you? One thing I learned about a woman: the first thing they look for is security. No, not about a woman. What's the best thing a woman has taught you? To secure a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. You got three daughters. Yeah, basically. Yeah. You know. <laughs> like, uh, well, you know, every woman's different. You gotta, if she's worth it, you gonna have to uh, adjust. You gonna have to um, adjust to what she wants to do, basically. And um, meet up in the middle. Compromise. That, but like as far as like my grandma and them, my grandma told me never to burn bridges. That's the best thing I can say I learned from a woman. That's individually. Yeah. Individually, but like women as a whole, I know they look for security, so I have to find a way to secure it. I would say. You feeling that? I ain't even come to you yet. It was something, some word you just said. It was like, yeah, so well, bro. <laughs> Basically, to listen more, or maybe to listen slower. Uh, meaning, there's an older woman. That uh, is 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 uh, still uh, a mentor of mine. That I brought something to her that was troubling me. Right. Uh-huh. So I repeated some things <laughs> that the problem was saying to me to her, and she repeated the same things back to me, just in a different way, and I heard it. Because oh. then she handled you. I wasn't listening. Uh-huh. Damn. I know how that feel all too well. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was uh, it was either she was talking too fast or I was listening too slow. Uh-huh. But the way she repeated the, the same almost exact verbatim words, just the way she said them, oh, wow. So it's a it's 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 a lot to that. It's it's it's, it's a lot of not saying. But this older woman told me how to listen to just people in general, but women closely. Just listen to exactly what they're saying. Had I known that some time ago, I'd have. <laughs> I'll, I'll just kind of end it right there. You said keep it clean. Yeah, you definitely did. <laughs> hey, that was rude. That was, that was clean and precise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Bob? Hey, I want to say something off of that before I get my answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's not all the time us or you. Um, a lot of times, it's the person that's delivering the message. Mm-hmm. I remember when I said this to you, you got to know your audience, know the person that you're talking to, mm-hmm. and and figure out a way to give it to them so that they can receive what you're saying and understand it. So a lot of times, our emotions get involved and overshadow everything else, and the whole message is lost in the deliverance and the reception of it. But um, so the the... The one, the one main thing, or two things, I could I'll say that a woman has taught me um, is to be more open-minded when it comes to knowing how to please a woman. Um, because like you said, every woman is different. Uh, what works for one don't work for the other. So I can't, I can't, Take everything that I did with you and know that you were very well pleased and apply it to the next woman because it's, it may not work. So I had to learn to open my mind and, and do different things, figure out different things in order to learn how to please a woman. So that, um, I can take and with that concept, that'll work with every female. It just, it's not with just one particular female. All right, so these, these last three is, uh, these are what we call the black married men working OG original questions. These are the ones that we ask in every OG episode. Um, G, we gonna start with you. Besides death, what was the last thing you cried about? It was, I'll, I'll probably say my sister's funeral. That was probably the last time I cried. Besides, Besides death. death. Oh, so hard question. <laughs> Losing that match? Nah, I ain't never cried wrestling. Ain't never cried wrestling. And probably when. See, you strong. You don't cry. No, I do. Well, I, I, I don't cry often. It's, it's, it's very far few. <laughs> probably the end of that custody battle. Huh? Probably the end of that nah, custody nah, battle. No, nah, I wasn't that. I think it was uh, when <laughs> it wasn't no joyful tears. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was when I was supposed to get married when I got left for that other woman. I'm still I, mad about that. Show me twenty dollars, bro. Expecting you to let that, that out, my boy. <laughs> I, think, I think that might have been it. That and my son went crazy at the same time. 
and I had like a forced retirement. But I wasn't really worried about the forced retirement. That was fun. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> but, yeah, they know when she left me. Uh, that. Uh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really cry. You said that last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I came close when you gave Hero my name, his middle name. Mm-hmm. I was there. You, you, you cried a little bit, Mr. Hiram. Yeah, I said, like, I was there. I said a little. You was like, what? Because <laughs> hey, that was shocking me. He just had tears like a half hour ago. That was just shock to me. Because I wasn't expecting that. He was like, oh. I was like, he about to go cry in the car. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got to take that. I got to take that. All right. Pop, what about you? That's a hard question. Um, outside of death, I can't. I can't say what particular time or what particular like movie or show, but I do know that if there was any other time outside of death that I shed a tear, it might have been like watching a movie or something. Car wash. <laughs> Maybe Cooley High. Or Cooley High, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, from time to time, you may get a good movie or good. When show they kill Coach. Yeah. That was that was way back. Y'all then. really felt that? Like back yeah. in the day? Yo, man, that was a good I movie, man. You no, I know I was, but I like you don't I don't hear like too many older men saying like that that part of the movie. Like they really felt that to the point where like they could shut it there. Coach he was a boy. He was he was the Or you home. know what? Maybe maybe when LeBron died, I might have I might have like shed a tear then. Uh-huh. Well, that's death, so that they're really don't count oh, right yeah. now. But I don't, I don't think that happens with me too much. I think if, if there was any other time outside of death, it probably would be like if I was watching a movie or something, and something happened and it, it just caught me. Yeah, that's actually dope that you admit that because, like Ann said, a lot of people don't like. It's a movie that got me choked up, like. Listen, <laughs> and I be watching them jokes by myself. G baby, G baby died, bro. I ain't care about G baby, cuz. Yeah, then it hit me. I was a kid. I, I Are didn't you hit me. serious? No. It didn't even hit you. It didn't hit you as a kid. It didn't hit me as a kid. You know like, that you know? was the first time I seen a kid die. You know right. what you mean? So we could die. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could die before that. <laughs> 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 we could die. Real right. Okay, what about you? <laughs> Does throwing up from a hangover count? It's crying. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. uh, that, 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 that was that uh, That's your life? Yeah, that was, that was Friday, I think. Wow. Uh, oh, damn. Matter of fact, it was yesterday. Oh, man. Yesterday morning. That's why I didn't come yesterday. <laughs> I was crying. I said, boy, I'll wake up 6 in the morning. Just roll out. You know what got to me one day? Uh... Uh, honey, in college, heard. I thought he made the movie. I was about to say, I don't remember no crime scene. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter. Uh, Is she in college? Uh, it's been years yeah. since I've seen her. Bring So, year two, she up there, she, 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 she called herself with a little boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. It was a knucklehead boy from Brooklyn that almost tr- made, a, made a trip. Anyway, uh, just watching her 
um, experienced their first heartbreak, right? So when uh, she, she was staying on campus, so I would go up there every other Saturday, and uh, to every other Saturday, yeah, okay. And so I knew she was going through whatever with the boy. And then when I got up there that that particular Saturday, just watching her come up the steps, and she walked to me, and just her whole body language was off. And then, you know, she gave me the regular hug, but. It was, it was just like her crying for, it might have been 10 straight minutes. Mm. Like, mm. If, like if you counted to 60, 10 times, just what, standing right there. What main man do? We gotta talk about the camera. Yeah, we <laughs> How long ago was this? Uh, this is about, uh, about four years ago. Uh -oh. All right, never mind. I took like probably no, no, no. four months. I was about to say we only years ago. So I, I, uh, I got a message to him. Oh shoot! The end. That's what got to me. It, it, it uh, he said the end. Say less. <laughs> was, yeah. I got, I got a message to him. All right, all right. You got a daughter. You, you completely understand. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I never had it, to and, and, and so it was the 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 angry cry. Not mm. not sobbing. Friend of my can't oh, I can't do nothing type situation, but I you know. I but if she was giving you an angry cry or that's the angry that's what you had. Yeah. Alright, got you. Watching her go through that. Yo, that's crazy. He wasn't ready for that as a dad. Going like Absolutely. Us being what we did to not. No, no. Let me keep it funky. So we done did. Yeah, we done. No, yeah. we done did some things to women. I ain't do nothing. Like you, had, like you didn't get to that point where like. Way. I ain't do nothing to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what you talking about? So do nothing. So you're 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 speaking to the anticipation. Yeah, like it's like this is probably going to happen with her. Yeah. Which is different. Know. It's different from actually happening. I don't know. I'm gonna tell you what's crazy about that though, because so I remember my first heartbreak and my mom saw it. Like now she cracked jokes about it, but she was really feeling some type of way. And I'm just like, why are you so angry? Like you more angry than I am. But now like even hearing you like talk about it and just like seeing like the whole facial expression, I'm like, Ur! that's actually pretty dope. It's so not the same parents can still that. No, that that wasn't your heartbreak. That was just but hey man, shut up, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> the anticipation part. Uh, <laughs> that was that was man, I tell you off camera. When <laughs> when it was time for us to take her to school, mm -hmm. you know, move her in on, on campus. I text her it, almost a book. Just touching on things uh, with college, uh, with 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 the freedom that you're about to be handed, meaning you're staying on campus. Mad freedom come with that. Like, don't abuse the freedom. Don't do this, 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 and in that is boys. Don't be. Don't 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 get talked into this, this, this or this. So. I touched on those things, and one of those things within that 
is the heartbreak. If you do what I just told you not to do. Mm. So I tried to equip it with it. You can't. Uh, kind of can't. You, can't. you can. It's, you can. You can explain it to him. Yo, this, this, this might happen. Like you got slick balls up here. So kind of go back to how you was prepared for certain stuff. Mm-hmm. He prepared her for it, but the mindset was a little different. So even though like you don't know how to go through it, yeah, these are the bullet points. He gave her the bullet points. If every, you're everybody's even, gonna, every everybody's going to go through that. Yeah, absolutely, you know absolutely. So only thing. <clears throat> And not to take away from your experience, but but only thing you could do as a father is be there for her when it happens, right? And 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 comfort her and, and you know support her. Uh, I, I don't know if you're aware, but Irie had a similar situation. But um, only thing you can you can you of can talk. I'm not aware. You can talk to him all day long. You can just put all your hands on the table, right? right? But um, it's up to them to do what they do with it. And and That's if they exactly do right. right then you're fine. But if they don't and then this happened, we just gotta be there to support them and be comfortable. And an interesting one interesting thing she said, and then we can move on, was Yeah, you was right. <laughs> well, it's not about me being right. No, that's light but it's super heavy. Like <laughs> It's not about Dad, you was right. It's it's I guess they have to be receptive to They gotta go through this. it and learn it. Uh-huh. Yeah, so things just gotta go. Yeah, gotta learn on your own. Yeah, yeah. You give them the information, you know, and you hope they do the right thing with it. That's what they. That's that's what got to me outside of death, uh-huh. to the point of a tear. Right, one tear. Right. Anything after that is should have took a not uh, good. A syringe. Got that tear. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to you, Kev. Um, Either one of the two. What's the, what's your biggest life lesson that you learned this far, or a phrase that you live by? One of the two, whichever one. A phrase that I live by. Uh, do what you gotta do, then do what you wanna do. I heard that. Um, uh, I think I heard that in the movie The Great Debater, The Great Debaters. I think that was it. Yeah. It was a dope movie. And I started, you know, saying that to my kids. Um, slash, elevate, no matter what. Now, I absolutely. That's coursing through me. It's actually giving me goosebumps right now because that gets me going every day. To the degree where this right here says elevation, right? Mm-hmm. This right here, this one means no matter what. So I must elevate in whatever I'm doing in life, whether it's my job, whether it's still raising my kids or advising my kids or, or guiding my kids, whether it's me working out, whether it's me doing a good, doing whatever. Anything that I do, I gotta do it at the at the height of whatever I consider excellence, with it. no matter what. So I, I gotta elevate no matter what. This says elevation, what does that say? No, well, F excuses. Right, <laughs> so I gotta elevate no matter what. So when I'm working, when I'm at work, I get a glimpse of this, boom. 
elevate. Mm-hmm. Boom, no matter what. And, and it gets me through the rest of my day. If any of that makes sense. That, no, no, it definitely makes sense. If so you work see, with your hands, it's, it's, it's automatic. It's a sense of being automatic. Sure. Yeah, yeah. These, 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 these are my daily, my daily, my daily subliminals. Got you. Yeah, yeah. I wear these on purpose. Every time I pop these, I order more. I mean, I need them. Save something. <laughs> no, seriously. Copy that. Because that that's a. That's, I need these. That's one of them things that me stepping into my purpose mm-hmm. and manifesting my goals. I probably need something like that. This is why we like doing these, cause like not just like cause that's my dad, that's my father-in-law, cause it's real talk that we, not even real talk. It's it's always gonna be something that we need in the moment, like right now. And it might be a little something, but that could be it's immense. Still to, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, so this kind of speaks to my struggle. With procrastination. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. This 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 is as far as I'm in in my mind helping me with that. I put these on I I I I wear these on purpose every day. That's your utility belt. My utility (laughs) belt. Yo, we potting the day, man. Pot go ahead, (laughs) pot. I was gonna let him rock. Uh, one thing y'all don't know, um, this, this is this is my cousin slash big brother, and we had these kind of conversations all the time, like forever. That's like, right. I, when I say forever, like like that's it. Is I, I have an older brother, but he was he's not there like he's there. You know what I'm saying I'm mm-hmm. talking about even. From when we were little, sleeping in the same bed, That's you know, right. one at the foot, one at at the head. That's you know? Exactly right. Um, so we 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 kind of have a similar outlook on a lot of things. Um, I, I have a I have a tattoo. It's it's a bunch on here, but I'm gonna just give you two things. Um, Vikings are not. Uh, you, you can look at them as not a bad. I mean, like a bad group of people, but they have some good teachings in them and uh, I have two two marks one of them is create your own reality and the other one is where there's a will there's a way mm-hmm. so those are things that keep me going keep me grounded I, I have to make my own reality and if there's a will in, in me to get to where I need to be then the way will be shown and I will get there um, <clears throat> That's I'm not exactly a big right. I'm not a big social media guy, but I do Facebook, you know, from time to time. You're on my Facebook page. I don't know if you ever noticed it, but there's a there's a poem on my Facebook page that I read this long time when I first got in the military and it stuck with me. And uh it's by Langston Hughes and, and it says, um, I play it cool and dig all jive. That's the reason I stay alive. My motto as I live and learn is dig and be dug and return. And um, that's a that's a bar. That's a, it mm-hmm. is. Yeah, it is. It is. It really is. And it it impacted me when I was in my teens. Well, not my teens. When I was, yeah, my late teens, early twenties, is when I first seen that, and it hit me. And then the more and more that I read it, and said it, and understood it, and then the situations in life happened, 
it just it just kept me like this. Mm -hmm. It just kept me like that. It kept making sense. So that's my short answer. Uh, y'all can look it up and get what y'all get from it on your own gotcha. if you choose. But Dad, your biggest life lesson or a phrase that you live by? Well, biggest. Well, I don't know how the phrase that I live by. Old man told me this. He said a long time ago. He said, "It is better to be thought a fool, keep your mouth shut, than to open it and remove all doubt." <laughs> mm. Wow. I like that. Yeah, the words of Fred Seven, you big dummy. <laughs> you like know, so. That's right. You know, that stuck with me. I, when, he, when he first said it, I was like, what? Because at first I didn't get it. Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? And as I, I went on and went on, I said, and I kept saying it to myself it's better to be thought a fool to keep your mouth shut than to open it and remove all doubt. Yep. And I said, oh, I got it now. And. I look at some people and say, you know what? You need to keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even realize it. They don't even realize it, right. In wrestling, I'll be telling people, if you keep your damn mouth shut, nobody will know. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Well, they boo the hell out of me for that. <laughs> G, what about you? One thing is, no matter what, always try to reach your full potential. Number two, people going to do whatever they want to do. And number three, Africa United in my three. Let's go. I could dig that. Uh, we're going to try to breeze through the last one real quick. Fellas, do y'all have any regrets in life? Well, your dad already answered that. Yeah, you did. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> you want to start? Hold on, but I do have another regret. But I, I want to say that and leave it there. I don't, I don't want to... Like expound on it. Yeah, because I, I truly believe that um, you shouldn't open yourself all the way up to everybody. Okay. Mm -hmm. You open yourself all the way up to everybody, then you're susceptible to what they give you. you so I, I just want y'all to take that away from that. Don't don't always open yourself all the way up to everybody. Like, you know how they say, don't put that on social media. Well, if you put it on social media, you open yourself up yeah. for everything that's going to come with it. <clears throat> Regrets that I didn't... Uh well, that I didn't learn how to get into the wrestling business sooner than I did. That's about it. Yeah. I don't know if I would say regret. It's some things I'm kind of not proud of that I did. But regrets? No. I've enjoyed my life so far. And I'm going to keep on enjoying it as long as I'm here. That's yes, okay. Regret is a it's a pretty concrete word. Uh, for me, it's, it's for me. It's probably not excelling in school as much as I knew that I could early in school. Um. That's probably it. Where, you know, the, 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 the vast, the greater majority of, of, of all my knowledge and education levels are post school. I'm, I'm, I'm what is termed uh, an autodidact. Say that one more time. Autodidact or being autodidactic. What does that mean? I'm about to ask you. <laughs> it's just a fancy term 
meaning self-taught. Mm. How you feel like that worked out for you? Perfectly, it's 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 awesome. Like I'm I'm forever in quest for knowledge. So is that actually a regret then? Since you changed it around to the betterment of yourself, it's a regret when I think back on it. Gotcha. So you um, think about what you could have known that you didn't know at that time. Almost like you cheated Great. yourself. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. And yes. Yeah. So as I'm on this quest for knowledge, and uh, you know. <laughs> I learned that uh, it's a whole lot that I don't know. <clears throat> and I don't know what I don't know. Uh-huh. That makes sense? Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of sense. You always learn. No matter what. You always learn. learn. You always learn. If you live and you learn. Yeah. <sighs> Fellas, I appreciate that. Well, we appreciate that. We, we really do appreciate y'all sliding through. Um the way we normally end the show is we go around and we do a things for looking out. That's basically somebody or something that happened in your week that was like, you know, good looking. Yeah. Um, I'll start. Mine's is uh, my wife. She been looking out for me all week. <laughs> Should we give you that allowance? No, it wasn't an allowance. No, no. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> no, she really been um, like she she looked out for me major. This week, I didn't even think she was gonna do it. She she put the down payment on my apartment tickets. So it was your tickets? No, it was both. She only got three. I had like thirty three. Wow. I had thirty three. No, I had like I had like nine that skyrocketed. Thank you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. When she listen to this, I hope she cuts you off. She gonna curse me she out. She, right, she, she been mad at me for the past three days, and she act like I don't know. <laughs> I would say good looking out to my mom. Like I said, I was talking to her last night, last night about a couple of things, and she gave me some real, real good uh, advice or words. These these words she grouped together mm-hmm. and told me last night. They did a lot for me. Shout out to my mom. Uh, I want to say uh, good looking out to whoever got me that bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. <laughs> 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 but no, I, I also want to say shout out to my lady. Good looking out because, uh, again, I was going through the process with the, the abscess and the infection in my tooth. And, uh, you know, she, she did what she was supposed to do. She nice. went and got me medication. She went with me to the, drove to the dentist. I checked on you. Uh, <laughs> it's different. I left when I saw his face. I left. It was straight hitch. Shark oh, turned wow. the phone around. I was it like, was, Pop, you. Yo! Get to like, you don't look That's the first time I ever experienced that. I was like, wow. That's the first time I ever actually seen like somebody. Like, I've always heard people that have one, but I've never actually seen them. And seeing their face and seeing what it looked like, but I was like, man. You know how I know it was real. When I after I laughed, he was like, her. Mm. <laughs> I was like, oh, let me chill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was real because I went to the hospital. You know, I don't usually go to the hospital. Right, and that's when when he's he was just like her. Like that was his laugh. I was like, all right, let me. Yeah. That's a all right, baby, my take her. That's a that's a that's a different pain. Yeah. Dad, what about you? I say, good looking out for your podcast. I appreciate it. Inviting us here. Sitting down conversating. 
Yeah. It's what we need. Absolutely. Okay. Yes, <laughs> G. I don't actually say the same thing. I'll give a shout out to y'all, man, for inviting me down here. Took this two hour ride. I actually got to do my own podcast later on tonight. We got a uh, podcast called Born Again Believers, motherfuckers. <clears throat> yeah. Is that like real. a, it's supposed to be an acronym? I feel like it's an acronym. Born no, that's what again. Born again. Born believers, MF. <laughs> the, the MF is the acronym. <laughs> 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 the be snapped. But it's all one word. It's all one word. No space. Got you. Got you. You on Instagram and everything. We just basically bust it up. We, uh, but on our podcast, like we smoking, drinking, and just busting up. But we talking about real stuff, right? Like going right. on in the community and stuff like that, like reparations. Shut your IG out, no look. Called Born Again Believers, motherfucker. On IG and on YouTube. No spaces. One word. Like clips. Like click. Subscribe. Uh, me, my man, shout out to uh, Derek El Chapo. I'm holler at you tonight. Uh, Money, you got a thanks for looking out. He's my daddy because you in the pad. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks for looking out for my dad because he said he gonna pay for my inspection. Remember that? Remember you said that? Remember? Remember you said that? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that, yo. I'm just trying to get him to say. Oh, as a dad, I can tell from his his reaction <laughs> that he didn't say that. <laughs> First, I've heard of it. Y'all want to give out your socials or anything? Y'all, any any last words? Oh, you scared me for a minute. You got like social media. But they need our social media. Look, look, look. Social media. Social media. Social media. Social media. Mine is at Answer Man on all socials. Answer Man. Oh, yeah. Any last words? Yeah, uh, you can also see my wrestling matches on uh, YouTube also, SSW, Summer Hayes. You'll see all my stuff. Let's go. Mm. And uh, Facebook, Gerald Johnson. You'll see my matches on there also. I must say that this was another great episode. Tonight, I'm going to be Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. got to be Joe tonight. I mean, I guess. I'm with it. You with the Joe? I just want to know why we got to be Joe. I'm not going nowhere with y'all. Y'all not going to be sophisticated. We're going to be sophisticated. I'm wearing glasses and all. Listen, I don't have time for the ratchetness. Okay. Well, I'm pulling out the monocle then. I hope that thing ain't got no bed buzz or nothing. He will be on the porch. <laughs> <laughs> and and who my wife's been over there for the last 45 minutes. I know, right? Mine was my wife. It was oh. his wife. Rom, who's your thanks for looking up? Uh, these four gentlemen for coming. Uh, greatly appreciate that. Thank you. Um, appreciate it. G, I appreciate you for being a good role model. Nice. Yeah. Hey. Appreciate you for being a good role model. You never let me down. You always supported me. Uh, and you wasn't, it's, you wasn't, you was never afraid to show your true colors. And I appreciate that. My little brother, man. I mean, yeah, everybody don't do that. Always wanted a little brother. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> always had sisters. Make sure you keep rolling. This is going to be the crime moment. No, no. Like, <laughs> I, I, I had to bear myself already. We could, we could But no, I remember, uh, it, like, even when I was younger, I remember we, because uh, I feel like you always, like, you always persevered. So I remember, I think I came, you, this when I was living up, Darby. I think I came spending a weekend with you or something like that. You had classes. So I remember we was at Cheney, first experience with Cheney. We went to the school, you did your classes, I sat in the back. I think we like went to Denny's or something. You was working or something yeah, crazy like that. We went to Denny's. The time, then we came yeah. back to the crib and it was like it was it like you know how you got I don't feel like it. having my sibling with me. I didn't didn't get that. Like it was like, yo, yeah. like we out. Well, we out, where we going? Didn't know nothing, but you know. So I, I appreciate that, man. That was appreciate like ninety five, ninety six. Hey man, I, you thought I, I forgot, I bro? Yeah. 
You had a waterbed. He the reason I wanted a waterbed. You <laughs> <laughs> then I got older. I got older. I said my brother was freaky. Freaky <laughs> living. <laughs> Yeah, the water bed, like 17. What you doing? I see why you come out like a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> I said, baby, we gotta get a water bed. She said, a water bed. That's my brother. Hey, whatever. Yeah, that's what your conceived, dog. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Steph, you got thanks for looking out. So, my thanks for looking out is definitely going to be to the pod. One year anniversary. Um, yes, uh, definitely. Ups and downs. Uh, Thursday. Last Thursday. year. Past Thursday. We're celebrating tonight. Yeah. Ups and downs. Trials and we got these niggas, fucking cockroaches. Uh, you wanna go to war? It makes me strong, it gives me the strength to bang out and make these songs If I do it on the spot or if it takes me long, they can't stop me Even if my brakes was on, I'm still I'm always here, nobody's perfect, life ain't always fair I used to not give a fuck, I ain't always care When it's too hot for the hammer, you know the hawk is right Get to the car, you gotta get through the eight before you get to the R's If I don't get you today, then I'ma get you tomorrow As soon as you come out your crib, I'ma be right here Where I'm supposed to be, close to you With the toes close to me, and screw is the right or the wrong thing When you were the sight of that long thing, you wish you had a strong team Homie, long as you feed me I pull a big joints out as long as the TV Or I could play my part and just breathe easy, right? As soon as something happened to you Your niggas are bouncing, you thought they were scrapping with you Now you cleaning your cuts with peroxide And you wake up in the ER with the dot ride Just showing you growth, but I'm still right You no kiss, don't gotta aim this gun at you to be focused If you broke now, nigga, when you see those chips Watch how many people come out of nowhere and try to be The answer's plenty, cause when you handling business You can't be friendly, and if you trying to stack something Can't be pennies, most likely Grants and Benjis, and you better keep them 